Hi, hello there. Welcome to the Hub Podcast, a 15 to 30 minute storytelling podcast brought to you by Crashed Hub. And in case you're wondering what Crashed Hub is, let me just give you a little insight as to what Crashed Hub, what Crashed Hub is. The website actually is www.crashedhub.com and Crashed Hub is a technology media startup that leverages on data to dish out insights reports on Africa technologies and startups. Now, you need to also know that we also cover hidden founders doing amazing things in technology and startups with our current focus or core focus as Northern Nigeria. And um, if you've been following the podcast, you will definitely know that we've been interviewing a lot of people who have been doing amazingly well. And today we're going to be talking about something that is very, very, very peculiar to a lot of people. And that is the situation around ed tech, that's educational technology and the possibilities of that in Northern Nigeria, first of all, then in Nigeria and the African continent. So with me here is someone that has dribbled me more than a footballer who would dribble someone. Now she dribbled me more times we were supposed to have her on this podcast long before now i need to let the world know this we're supposed to have her on the podcast long before now but she had a lot of things to do and um i'm so excited that today i have her with me and she's all beautiful and glammed up she's a boss lady so she's no other than eno peters but she's going to be telling us who eno peters is because i just know her as the surface level so let's go deep Let's dish out the data now for you. So, who is Eno Peters? Before I tell you, welcome, because I'm not even going to tell you, welcome, <laughs> because of how you dribbled me. Oh, wow. So, um, let me start by apologizing yeah. first. Ah, praise <laughs> God. <laughs> ah, it was, it was, it was, I, I knew you, you, you took out time to really look for me yes, and all I had that. To find I know. You. So sorry about that. Yeah, like a hidden treasure. It, it, at it this wasn't point. intentional. <laughs> okay, so who is Eno Peters? Yeah. So yeah. Eno Peters, basically, I am an educational technologist. Uh, I've been doing this for seven years now. Wow. I'm so passionate about the educational system, and uh, I I basically go to school. So we started off by going to schools, you know, just educating them about 21st century skills because we realized that, you know, we are using a curriculum that most people would say that is expired, right? But there's so many, there's so many talks as regard, as regarding the expired curriculum and all that, but that's not just the focus. We actually just, you know, get to open up people's minds, begin to think, you know, outside the four walls of the classroom and all that. And aside that, I'm also a product manager. So I work for Junior X Innovation Academy, an, an academy that, that teaches kids computing, robotics, sciences, basically. And so, and a couple of others. I'm also the CEO. Um, I, don't, I don't like using the word CEO. <laughs> ah, yeah, CEO. When you're big, you're big. So I founded a startup um, five years ago that's um, Value Max Academy, where we also teach in-demand 21st century skills. I'm also a products manager and I do a whole lot of things. So I think I'll just stop there. <laughs> I, I think at this point of the podcast, I need to pause and send her my CV <laughs> so that um, I get employed. So let's talk about educational technology in northern Nigeria. Do you think that is a possibility? Yes, I think it's a possibility, even though it's going to take um, time, right? Uh-huh. It's going to take time because if you look at states like Lagos State, Abuja and all that, they're already doing well, the whole lot, yeah. you know, when it comes to air tech, you know, I mean, with the likes of, you lesson actually started in Jos, yes. but right now they're no longer in Jos, they're, they're now in Abuja and they also have some branches around Lagos, if I'm not mistaken. So when it comes to air tech around the West and all that, they're already doing well, but for Northern Nigeria, yes, there's some innovations that are already coming up, but then 
the mindset of the people here is such that it's slow to actually ad- adopt. I'm not saying that it's not going to it's, it's not going to happen, but there is a possibility, but it's going to take time. Okay, now you, you spoke about something that's slow to adopt uh, when you were talking, yeah. and you know, you lesson left Joss, the city of Joss, after after he started here in Joss by Sim Gaia. Yeah. Do you think it's because of this slow uh, slowness to adaptability that made them leave? Okay, I wouldn't say that, but I think that should be part of the reasons why they had to leave because in cities like you know when we started off the uh, value max and all that it was getting people to really understand what you're trying to do in in northern nigeria is yeah. really difficult really so if you're going to be running a b- except you're running a humanitarian service but if you're going to be running it as a business you need people to be able to patronize the products and services and all that so okay i i would say that is part of the reason but i am not sure but i would you know if you if, I, I think my guess should be correct that that should be part of the reason okay now let, 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 in, in, in a situation whereby COVID-19 actually brought the front uh, or was like the front runner to edtech advancing in Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, do you think N- Nigeria is really ready for edtech? Seeing that things are happening now, you get to see a lot of things like Ulessing, you get to see Value Max, you get to see Andela and everything all pushing yeah. out. Now, in the case of another COVID-19 whereby there will be a lockdown, do you think that the possibilities of edtech reaching areas that it's supposed to reach is going to happen hmm. honestly i i i i will doubt that basically i know it's going to happen okay, why but would gonna, you doubt that okay for you to be able to successfully do an online class here yeah. in nigeria you need data data is a big problem seriously data is a big problem i remember one of the days that i was taking a course for uh, i was taking an online course for that's an entrepreneurial game yeah. where we brought it to nigeria so people are supposed to literally play the game online so it was supposed to teach kids um how to budget with their finances and all that now that game required them to use data that particular business could not thrive in nigeria because of data issues okay. so you had a lot of students in like i couldn't log in the data was you know it's, it's not it's not working and all that and the data it consumed a whole lot of data so teachers were like the, the parents are complaining about buying data for their yeah. kids but when i was telling the guys over there in the u.s they were surprised because i mean they have free wi-fi everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about data you get so data is a major issue so until the federal government or until government begin to say that okay how can we make data should be you know subsidized or even have wi-fi everywhere in schools and all that you're talking about a very slow pace in actually in in adopting these things basically Mm. you get so that's just but in other things in terms of preparation uh, in terms of you know teachers becoming aware uploading their courses you know getting used to um digital tools to teach that we can be we are already ready for that when you say using digital tools do you say projector no, 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 no projector. No, because <laughs> you, you go to even yeah. certain tertiary institutions and you, yeah. you see just a projector teaching mm. over mm. 1,000 students and yeah. you're asking yourselves, how is this humanly possible? Yeah, the truth is, honestly, some teachers are yet to be trained. That's just the truth. Most people don't even know the use of Slack. They don't even know how to use Zoom. They don't know all, you know, all the tools that we use, basically. They don't know how to be able to, for example, I've taken a class on Slack. You get everybody, you get to post assignments and stuff like that. There are learning management system that most schools they don't even use LMS till now. They are still using the normal paper and pen and all that. So in terms of adoption, honestly, some persons are putting in their best, but there's still a whole lot that needs to be done. So that means you're, you're saying that the possibility of edtech really, really thriving in Nigeria is a problem. It's it's not going to really happen. Yeah, it's it, I'm, I'm I'm kind of an optimist, so I wouldn't say no, no, it no. won't really okay, happen. Let's be realist now. Yes. Okay. Let's give it ten years. Let's ten give it years. yes. Let's give it because. I mean, right now, we, we, we are staying in Nigeria, the, the, the issues are just too much. Except you're going to have a change of leadership. 
uh, which we are praying for 2023. I mean, if we have gov you know, a thinking government, within a year, within two years, I mean, if we put in the work we need to put in, everything will be transformed. Okay. You what, get. what would you now say about kids that stay in rural areas? Hmm. That's another big problem because I've spent most of my time doing grassroots where we go to schools and most of them don't even know how to operate a simple computer. Yeah. The normal Microsoft Word, they are not talking about robotics, they're not talking about, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, in terms of that, man, there's, there's so much work and I don't know how we're going to do that, but it still boils down to, you know, it still boils down to leadership. Right, and then I was happy when Elon Musk said they were bringing in the Starlink, you know, all that. So, for my, in my mind, I was like, Yeah, you know, we can begin to be, we can now begin to have internet connectivity around there, but it's still expensive for most of these people. They can't, yeah. I think it was about a thousand dollars to be able to subscribe. There was one that I mean, it's just so much for those people to be able to. So, do you buy subscribe the idea of subsidizing Starlink if it should come now? For yes, EdTech? yes, honestly, I would really, really hope it can be subsidized. Basically, I, I think government should also think about how they can go into partnership if they know how to go into partnership, they can look for a way to be able to subsidize these things, you know, for schools around and all that. So, if we can be able to do that, I think it's, I think it's something that can work, right? So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm listening. So it's not just you know we talk about the problem of edtech. It's not just it's not it's not just all about having the wheel. Yeah. It's not just all about the teachers. It's yeah. not just all about the principal, the school owner. It's all about the government of the land. Seriously, yeah. it still boils down to leadership in the so, land. So it still boils down to leadership. Yeah. Now, let's talk about you on the uh, on a personal level. Yeah. With what you've been doing with edtech, what would you necessarily say is the benefits of edtech in Nigeria or to Nigeria? Okay, so he spoke about COVID-19 and the yeah. fact that, you know, everybody started studying online and a whole lot of things and all that. You know, over time, I, I used to say four years ago, I would tell students while we were in school that, you know, you need to begin to see education beyond the four walls, the, the classroom. I studied physics, right, until I left. You know, it was just equations, it was just formulas and all that. But... Um, let me be sure that I got your question correctly. You're talking about what are the important like the, the benefits. The benefits, right? yeah. Okay, the benefits. the benefits. So it has opened the minds of people. People are now be beginning to see that ah, there are certain courses that I can just learn within a month and then I can even get a job that will pay me in five figures. You know, I know a new friends that are learning how to code uh, two years ago. Right now they are earning so much, right? Other than people who had spent four years in the university, came out with degrees, and then there's nothing for them basically. So people's mindset are beginning to uh, they are beginning is beginning to change yeah. as regards you know the future of work. So I think that's one one benefit that ethic has actually you now, know brought. Let me ask you this. There's this question that has always been in my mind. Yeah. Do you would you would you necessarily rate um courses someone takes online over the physical normal university courses whereby you go you get a certificate now take for instance you take a course at yali yali gives you a certificate can that certificate actually serve you like in getting a job in getting a placement or it's just there for showmanship okay you know, so because i have a lot of them in my email and i've not printed yeah. anyone out hmm. okay yeah yeah okay so there's still a place of having a degree you get there's still a place of having a degree whereby you so know, some of us that want to drop out should not drop out <laughs> well i don't want to say some things because i actually <laughs> dropped out and came back <laughs> okay <laughs> yes i did because i feel school right most people have had their most people have their biases as regards calling and, then, and yeah. I'll, I'll keep telling people know who you are and know what you want i've been able to work for international organizations for the past seven years now without a degree i've not traveled i've been working remotely and i've been well paid than what's my give degree away, do give away. <laughs> <laughs> than what's my degree yeah. would have paid so i'm a self-taught learner right okay. i go online i watch I, I just feel that you know it's time that we begin to 
it, it's time we begin to see how we can transform school beyond just the, the, the world. See, a lot of students are frustrated, truth be told. A lot of students are frustrated. You go to classes from six. I mean, that's, I call that witchcraft because you can't keep somebody in class from, from seven till six in the classroom learning a whole lot of things. There's no break. You come back home. You know, I mean, the timing then already the is wrong. Teacher. Then there's lesson. So it's just so much. And then you do that for how many years? You don't have time to be able to, you know, learn other relevant courses and the rest. So I just think, just, let's just find the balance. You understand? Yeah, the the future of work has changed. It's no longer, you know, all no. the things we used to you know. Um, I was reading something online about AfriLearn. Yeah. And AfriLearn wants to teach both teachers and students mm-hmm. a lot of things using the models of YouTube and WhatsApp. Okay. Now, can you say that those two models are, are really, really standard in teaching? Now, you are a teacher as well. You are an educational technologist. So, would you say those two models or are there other preferable models that can be used to teach? Okay, so what are the models again you just said? I said WhatsApp and YouTube. And YouTube. Okay. Well, as a teacher, there are different modes of learning. So when you say YouTube, you're talking about visual learners yeah. now. When you talk about WhatsApp, still visual learners because you're, you're reading and all that, you're seeing pictures and all. So I think it's not going to be that. If it might be effective for some learners, but it might not be effective for other learners. There are people who, you know, they would literally want to collaborate in the team to work together, that physical connection and the rest like that. So as a teacher or as an edtech company, if you're looking at how you can actually serve all learners, right, so that you can be able to get so that might not really be it might be effective, like I said, but it might not be in the long run, you need to begin to think about other learners that are audiovisuals, people that are, you know, physical, they need to work in the team, they need to collaborate and all that basically. So that means they they, they should explore. They, they should, should explore, explore. that means there's so many other means. Yes. Mm, that, that that's really, really great. Now speaking yeah. about what you do with Junior X. Yeah. What is Junior X? Who or what 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 benefits do you people offer, or what services do you offer as well? Let, let, let's get to know because I could remember when we were supposed to record this podcast, you were saying something of meet me at the tech center, and um, yeah. it, it might interest you to know this is not the tech center where we are recording <laughs> at the moment. So, what is Junior X? Okay, so um, Junior X is an innovation academy for science, basically. So we take courses like science, robotics, computing, and all that. And one of the key goals of Junior X is to be able to impute you know computational thinking the ability to be able to think critically creatively and then bring up bring up a solution that is what is already missing in the educational system so you just go to school and then you just learn a whole lot of information you spill it out in the exam and then you're writing an exam but that's not what we're trying to do actually we we saw a gap and so we're trying to solve that problem basically so you see students taking you know computational courses writing lines of programs so we can just our curriculum is designed in such a way that you know we take out some certain things out of the curriculum and then we insert certain things probably you're trying to solve a problem right so we put in some lines of code take out some certain things and okay why is this code not working why do you think it's not working so giving the children the ability to be able to think and say okay hey i think we should do this i think we should do this so it is an is an academy for innovation basically so you are there you are thinking you're solving problems you're asking questions and you are learning how to learn because that's one thing that's also not taught in school we don't learn how to learn we don't know how to learn hmm. how to be able to you know look at a concept learn it in such a way that i can be able to proffer solution not just learning because you want to write an exam basically so that's just basically what you ex. so you have to learn how to learn learn how to learn now i'm trying to learn how to learn <laughs> No, like seriously, I'm trying to really, really grasp what it really is for us to really learn. And um, with Junior X now, you have a certain age 
from what age to what age? From age eight to fifteen. So you guys are not interested in Gen Zs <laughs> because you know I I I I I, I learned ABCD and I know X Y Z. So yeah. you stopped at gen, Junior X. What happens to Y? What happens <laughs> to Z? So from eight to fifteen. Yeah. Now why this age gap? Now you being an educational person. Okay. So most people have asked, don't we take? Um, I mean, people who are in their twenties, they still need these skills and the rest. But the truth is, you know, there's something about that age range that's the foundation if you're able to get a child to know how to think creatively from that age he can do any other thing you understand so we are trying to tackle the foundation you understand that's just the if you're able to get that that's all well i know that there are other institutions that deal with adults but we that's our focus because we know that we want to get the foundation right basically now you, you are writing a book so what's the book all about <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't want to know how I knew about it. I've been following you, not stalking you. I've been following you. So, so. I'm writing the book. Okay, I've actually launched the book. Oh, you've already. launched it? I've launched the wow. book already. Yeah, so it was just one of those things I do. So uh, it was on 100 side hustles that, you know, you can do without quitting your 9 to 5. Because there's a whole lot of things that have been out there and people are saying, you know, just quit your 9 to 5. 9 to 5 job is a scam and all that. Just, you know, you know, just be an entrepreneur and all that. So the book was about how you can still maintain your 9 to 5. That's if you're actually doing a 9 to 5 and also, you know, do some other side hustles. So I listed out 100 side hustles. I explained the business models, how you can actually, you know, work on that and then get some, gain some extra income. Because in Nigeria, I mean, you have to have another extra source of income, basically. So that was what the book was about. It was not about education and all that, but basically. Yeah, no, yeah. But, but you know, now that you have 100 side hustles, please, can you, can you add one for me? Or just give us one. Let me just hold. Use and whole body. Okay, so I'll talk about education, teaching online. Yeah. Yeah, so there are a whole lot of edtech companies that are looking for online teachers. And the paper are, in one of the jobs I did, I worked for Varsity Scape Academy and, you know, I, I was in charge of instruct, um, the business, I was a business development instructor. So I taught about business analysis and a whole lot of entrepreneurship courses. So they pay you. So that's a side hustle you can do. You know, you have your laptop, you have your internet connectivity, you have, you know, just have a very good lightning and you're teaching even you lessons. There was a time they were employing, yeah. you know, online teachers. So that's one job you can do there's so many other things like i love to drive so i also do driving you know i get to i love kids so i but, pick but, kids but do you know, do you know the, the weirdest thing here is that yeah you know you've been saying yes you said you studied physics and now you in, I, I was expecting you to say i studied an educational course special yeah. education so I, mm. I want to understand the drive or the connectivity between physics, physics and yeah. teaching yeah yeah okay so like i said i i didn't tell you about my schooling journey so i studied physics but physics was so boring to me i i was literally frustrated like from the start to finish. <laughs> there was no, I think the only joy moment I had was when we were having other extracurricular activities aside from physics, you get. But then I saw a gap in educational. I just told myself, if I am this frustrated, how about other thousands of people that are for so it was a passion to want to solve a problem of people's frustration that's how i was able to delve into you know education i started doing a lot of personal research i connected with people in and outside of the country just to get their perspective and i just saw that oh this was actually a universal it's not just a nigerian problem it's actually yeah. a universal problem so that was where the passion was born so it was born from the passion to solve other people's problems basically so You've been solving problems yes, for I seven have. years. Yes, I have. So I, I need to give it to you. Now, what, what would be that, that take home you would give in regards to our topic on ed tech? What would be that give, take home for anyone who is listening out here? Okay, so the work is much. 
right the, the work is much if you are a teacher if you're a school owner if 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 you are holding a government position wherever it is you are I, I think we need to begin to see how we can come together to collaborate to be because we can't one person can't do it alone i mean if a school decides to adopt american curriculum or just change the way things are being done in that what about thousand other schools are not doing well so i feel it's time that you know education is beginning to come together to collaborate to begin to think about the problems you are having in an educational system and think about how we can solve them right so we have a big problem and then how do we solve, solve the problem we begin to break it down into little you know little steps are we going to start with the data issues or training teachers you know and stuff like that basically so that's just one word you know i'm going to give to you know those out there yeah, so you've heard it from Eno Pieces herself. And um, I don't know if should we be expecting anything from you? Yeah, very soon, but not very, very soon. Maybe next year. Because <laughs> I have a whole lot already. Okay, please, what should we be expecting? Let's not be kept in clouds. Okay, so I, I actually delved into blockchain technology. <laughs> Some season yeah. money moves. I actually delved into blockchain, te blockchain technology. And of course, it's actually the educational aspects because there are a lot of people need to people need to be educated about web 3.0 they need to be educated you know there's so many things so apart from the like web 5 <laughs> web 5 are you serious yeah like i was reading about it and i was seeing that web, there's web 5 coming up and i'm like whoa we, we are not even done <laughs> so what's happening wow wow well let's see web 3 <laughs> <laughs> So there, there's a whole lot of things. I mean, people need to know about NFCs. People need to know about. So companies are actually looking for people who will break down, you know, work on curriculum. So I'm already working on a whole lot of curriculum for some companies, organizations, curriculum, you know, based, you know, project-based learning, PBL, and a whole lot of stuff. So you'll be seeing a whole lot of stuff out there when we're working with some organizations. Yeah, and, and I'll also be working with her <laughs> personally. Yeah. So I want to say a big thank you to you and to everyone out there who listened. God bless you. Do remember to stay to our website, www.crashtop.com until I come your way again next time with another amazing person bye for now thank you for listening to the hub podcast do well to follow us on all social media handles at crest hub remember to visit our website at www.cresthub.com and would you love to write to the host send an email to newell.cresthub at gmail.com